Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Mr. Hal Elrod. Uh, Hal, uh, if you've never heard of him before, well, then what are you doing? You uh, didn't listen to this podcast. Uh, he's our first ever, I think, third time guest. Uh, which is pretty exciting. So you may remember him back from episode 13 or back from episode 48. Um, the first one we talked about is beyond the, uh, the bestseller methodology. The second one we talked about international rights, foreign rights for your book, bunch of stuff like that. So those are two great episodes to go back uh, and watch or listen to. Uh, but today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, launching an updated and revised version of your book. That's really going to be a lot of the meat and potatoes. I'll kind of set the stage how uh, he's the creator of uh, The Miracle Morning, which is one of the most successful self-published books ever. <laughs> uh, it's uh, sold over 2 million copies. Is that the, is that the, I feel like every time we, we I see you, I'm looking, asking for an updated stat. Is yeah. that over 2 million? It's is that over 2. I don't know by how many, but yeah. Probably by a lot. Um, he's also created uh, the Miracle Morning series, uh, which is pretty fun. And actually, uh, if you're listening to this episode uh, and you listened last week, we talked with Cameron Harold about one of the books that are in that series, The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs, right? Yes. So just prolific author, The Miracle Morning has had a profound change and impact on my life. It, it, it is a huge part of why I've been successful with my business Hal gave me my start early on, and it was one of the, his event was one of the first events I ever spoke at, and also uh, just like so many fun Easter eggs along the journey. Hal sent us probably more customers than anyone ever. So we've published a lot of people in the Miracle Morning community, and we love working with people in the Miracle Morning community because they get their books done because <laughs> they <laughs> use the Miracle Morning to actually write the book. <laughs> and so it's just such a fun uh, uh, joy to be bringing him back here uh, on the show. So Hal, welcome back. I'm excited, Chandler. I love you, dude. I love getting time with you anytime, and uh, I'm honored to be uh, back on the podcast. So pretty exciting, the timing of this. Um, and so obviously the Miracle Morning, there's an updated and revised edition uh, that's on pre-order right now. So if you're listening to this, just go and grab the book if you haven't already. But even if you have and you got the original version, get the new version. We're going to be unpacking a lot of the behind the scenes of this. All right. And so I've got a lot of questions and I want this to just be a, a really a blueprint for people who, uh, you know, obviously if you're a fan of the Miracle Morning, you're a fa fan of how this can be fun. Uh, but then also, if you're thinking about relaunching a book, doing an updated or revised version, like all that stuff, I want this to be just such a powerful episode for you. Um, so I guess I'll start how, how has self-publishing a book changed your life and how has publishing the original version of The Miracle Morning changed your life? Yeah. Um, the, I mean, in profound ways, in fact, you're one of the only people who I've ever, you know, brought to my audience and been like, hey, let, like done like an affiliate, like sharing your message and self-publishing with my audience, because I could genuinely say that self-publishing a book is arguably the most life-changing decision that I've ever made. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it not only in terms of giving me a purpose in life and, and helping millions of people, right, with my message and my work, but also earning uh, a great income for my family to provide financial security for us. And one of the biggest things was when I was diagnosed with cancer seven years ago, uh, I was in the hospital for eight months and I couldn't work. I was doing 650 hours of chemotherapy. And if it wasn't for a self-published book that was paying my mortgage and putting food on the table while I was fighting for my life, I don't know what would happen, right? Bankruptcy, I mean, you know, it could have been really, really bad. So yeah, to me, the reason that you self or the reason that you write a book and publish a book, there's two. It's it's impact and income, right? How do you create a, a scalable impact to help people? And how do you create a, a scalable income to support you and 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 your loved ones? And so yeah, that's that's the most life-changing part. And I want to say something that um when you were talking about this episode and and you know about relaunching a book because I would imagine a lot of people listening they're like oh I I'm not even done with my first book or or I just published my first book so I, I'm not even thinking about this I actually want to challenge you because when I was writing the Miracle Morning the biggest book you know it was number one but it was one of the biggest books was the Four Hour Work Week and I bought the Four Hour Work Week I read it on a camping trip I absolutely devoured and loved and reread that book well I think about a year or two after that book came out. Uh, Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week updated and expanded edition. And I bought it before I even read the description. I was like, dude, I love the four hour work week. This, this is updated and expanded. I could only imagine, right? Like I was a super fan. So I bought it. And I remember thinking, dude, one day, I know I'm still writing the miracle morning, but like one day I want to do what Tim did after the book comes out. I want to do an updated and expanded edition. Now he only took two years to do it. I took 11 years to do it. Um, but the new book, it's, I rewrote every page. Um, I added 70 pages of new content. So it was a 150 page book. Now it's a 200, you know, almost 30 page book, right? Including two new chapters, the miracle evening and the miracle life. Um, and so uh, the, and I will say this, if you go back and read your book that you wrote 10 years ago, if you're not a little embarrassed by who you were back then, right? That means you haven't been doing your Miracle Morning and growing as a person, right? Because when I'd go back and read the original Miracle Morning, it was like embarrassing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this. And I'm glad people like it, but I'm kind of embarrassed by it, right? So it was really cool to have this new opportunity to um, to re you know go through line by line and be like, oh, that sentence sounds cheesy. Oh, that's super, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, completely mm -hmm. update and expand it. So back to mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's great, Hal. And- so you've already kind of spoken to some of this. I mean, we we talk about the relaunch, right? And some people have a wildly successful book launch and a relaunch is just, hey, I, I want to add fuel to the fire. And some people, their launch, to, in fact, probably more like most people, their launch doesn't go how they want it to. Mm. And, and, and for people who, you know, go back to the first episode and the first two episodes with Hal, we'll talk about, he tells the story about how his launch wasn't all that successful, but he just kept marketing the book. And that's the beyond the bestseller methodology and all that stuff. And, and how do you keep, you know, that we call it the one year launch. How do you keep marketing the book? How got on hundreds of podcasts, kept marketing the book. And then it was a, uh, you know, a multi-year overnight success. And so we don't have time to go into all that stuff today. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but go back to those episodes and, and listen to them or, or watch them. And so I, I want to talk with, so 
to, to I'm, I'm prefacing this question with like 15 different things, but we always <laughs> talk about the relaunch, right? Yeah. And I talk about how there's five types of relaunches. There's anniversary editions. There's just because there's additional formats. There's all kinds of stuff. The biggest of which is the updated and expanded. It's like the full, it's the most work, um, yeah. but can, can have the biggest payoff um, yeah. if you decide to do it that way. So obviously you decided to do it that way. You mentioned the Tim Ferriss story as an early inspiration. What was the kick in the pants to finally do this? And why did you decide to do the updated and expanded edition? Yeah, so um, the the kick in the pants was going with a traditional publisher. And we've been I've met with traditional publishers for probably nine years. I got an agent nine years ago. I was introduced uh, by Mike Koenigs to his agent, and she's amazing, Celeste Fine. Um, and... Uh, and we met with publishers and we've, you know, I've gotten probably 15 offers from traditional publishers, but none of them were ever, they never made sense financially, right? It would have been like a really nice payday. And then my kids would have been yelling at me for the rest of my life because they're like, dad, we could have had lifetime royalties. Why did you sell the rights to your books? So uh, my publisher reached out um, uh, and said, hey, I think I found, or not my publisher, my agent and said, I think I found the right partner. Um, it's a publisher that'll do, you know, like profit sharing and, and, and they're really creative and they really take care of their authors. Um, and I have a friend who was a self-published author, uh, who had sold 20,000 copies as a self-published author. And, uh, in fact, you know, Gino Wickman and, yeah. uh, wrote Traction, mm -hmm. uh, Gino, uh, worked with the same publisher and I, I believe he sold it's hundreds of thousands, if not over a million copies since signing with them. So mm. I called Gino, I said, Gino, what dude, you know, what, what, what's your experience? Like, what do you think? He's like, they're the best. I love working with them. They're phenomenal. You know, I mean, he just, he raved about them. Um, so that was really it. It's like, okay, we finally found a publisher. Cause here's the point is that the miracle morning being self-published, there are the limitations of like, you know, Walmart's not going to carry it and Target's not going to carry it. And Barnes and Noble, actually, we found a way to get in Barnes and Noble, but you know, very limited, uh, exposure. Um, and this was an opportunity where, wow, now we can get it in the retail market to reach an entirely new audience that might not buy books on Amazon. I mean, it's a small percentage, right? But but they, they, they're they when they're at Target and they're in the book section or they're in the checkout lane or whatever. So that was it is how can we reach more people? Um, and that's the way I look at this is the Miracle Morning has sold, you know, 2 million copies plus, which means there's 8 billion people that I still need to find a way to, to, to reach an impact with the book. And so this to me is that next step that uh, I was patient to find the right partner to do it. Mm. Mm. That's great. And, you know, since, uh, you know, since launching the original version, for those who don't know, you've, you've done the Miracle Morning movie, which was really cool. Yeah. And a bunch of super successful authors or, or not just authors, but entrepreneurs in that movie, including Channel also Bolt. have done Miracle Morning yeah, including Chandler Volt for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the best. Uh, dude. You stole and, the show with your line, man. That was the best move, best part of the movie. That's <laughs> uh, not five seconds of fame. Uh, <laughs> but he also has the Miracle Morning app. So I think, it, you know, when we talked about this in past podcast episodes, and he's coming to speak at Author Advantage Live to talk about this of, hey, you can really create a movement around your book. Yeah. And how do you do that? And practically and all that stuff. And so there's, there's ways to do that, but then obviously coming to, when it came down to it saying, how can we reach more people with the actual book itself? So yeah. it sounds like, all right, there's a creative model, uh, with your publisher, uh, in that, um, I want to dive into that. And then I want to talk about, come back to kind of this updated and expanded topic. So you, uh, you've had publishers offer you tons of money for years 
What was it about this specific deal that you said, all right, this actually makes sense and let's do it and then do the updated and revised version as part of it? Yeah. So instead of an advance, right, most publishers give you an advance on royalties and they usually calculate that you'll never earn that money back, right? Meaning that if they give you a $100,000 advance, right, they're calculating, okay, we don't think this book will ever earn more than $100,000 in royalties. And if it does, great, but they estimate their advance typically based on what they think your book will almost earn out over its lifetime so that they can keep the majority of those profits because they're getting typically 88% of the profits, give or take, it varies, uh, and you're getting 12%, right? And so again, it's a nice check, but for the rest of your life, and that's why self-publishing for 99% of authors, by the way, is a better way to go because in, you're the publisher, right? You're getting the 88% or 70% or whatever of the royalties from you know Kindle Direct Publishing, Amazon, whatever it is. And so this was a profit sharing deal where uh, the publisher, we were going to, there was not an advance at all. It was sharing profits. Um, and uh, I shouldn't say, well, yeah, not, not, not at all, but, but essentially it's that we are going to share in the profits and, and I was getting, I get the bulk of the profits and then it scales up the more books that we sell, the higher percentage I get. Right. So oh, wow. um, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's a profit sharing deal where I felt like, okay, uh, you know, I'm not giving, I'm not taking a one-time lump payment and then never seeing any money again. And my kids never seeing any money again. Right. Yep. Um, because a book is the kind of thing that you can hand down to your children. Right. And they literally, mm -hmm. they're now earning income off the work that their mom or dad did, you know, when they were little or, or decades ago. So mm -hmm. that was, that was why for me. So that was, that was part of it. And then the other part of it was that the publisher themselves, um, my publisher is Ben Bella. And uh, mm -hmm. Ben Bella, they're kind of an entrepreneurial publisher where they really take care of their authors and they don't have the same red tape that the big New York publishers have, um, but they still have major distribution. So you get kind of the best of like a small indie publisher that's like working hand in hand with their authors, but with a, a global distribution, you know, to get you into the stores and uh, airports and, and all that stuff. Got it. Cool. That's great. That's helpful. So and, and just to unpack this for people. How spot on. I mean, if you're traditionally publishing, typically it's somewhere between eight to 12% royalty rate, yep. but then often it, you got to earn back your advance. If you don't earn back your advance, maybe you buy back books. Like there's a bunch of stuff kind of hidden in publishing contracts, but then self-published, you know, you might make somewhere between 20 to 70% royalty rate per book. Right. So yeah. a lot better. So, I mean, I made 70%. Yeah. When as a self-published author. Yeah. Which, and you've sold a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. So people can do a little bit of a back of napkin math on that. It's really good numbers. So it sounds like, okay, the, the, you kind of were able to flip the script on that where you're getting the lion's share of royalties, but now getting expanded distribution. And that's why it was a yes for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, you know, the reason I say that um, for 99% of people self-publishing, I mean, there's multiple reasons, right? You get more royalties, et cetera. But the thing is you need leverage if you are going to get a publishing deal that makes sense for you, even if it is an advance, because maybe, maybe, maybe all you care about is, Hey, if I could uh, get a big enough advance to, you know, pay off my house or whatever, then like, I'm great. I don't, I, you know, I already have a career, a job. I don't need lifetime royalties. Maybe that's your situation, but the only way to get that advance is to get leverage. And I'll tell you, you know, Chandler, when I first was writing The Miracle Morning, I hired a gal to help me um, uh, write a book proposal to send off to publishers. And while we were writing that proposal, it took us like six months um, doing lots of re market research and this and that. 
I I kept lear- learning more about self-publishing, which was still, you know, it was relatively new. I mean, 2011. And uh, it wasn't nearly as popular. There was no Chandler Bolt, you know, self-publishing school back then. And so, um, but the more research I did, I went, so wait a minute. If I self, I mean, if I traditionally publish, if I get a deal, they're going to keep most of my royalties. I'm probably going to get a very small advance because I'm an unknown author with no following and, you know, no big email list. Um, but but here's the kicker. They don't actually do very much to market the book. I actually still have to do all of the marketing. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. If I'm out there, I'm, I'm going to market the book. I should be the one that is able to, you know, earn the income from the book, not give it all to the publisher. So I think that's the biggest misconception people have is like, oh, I get a book deal and I'm golden. Like everything's yeah. going to take care of itself. Nope. You still have to get on all the podcasts, do all of the work. And so self-publishing, of course, gives you the benefit of you're doing the work and you're keeping the royalties and you have total control over your content, right? You own your content, not a publisher. Mm-hmm. And if you, um, in, in not just owning your content, but let's say you want to update your book. I, I've done this a handful of times over the years where, you know, I would read, you know, two and three star reviews and go, oh man, there's multiple people are saying the same thing. That was a blind spot for me. I didn't realize when I wrote the book that they're right. It, it is this, it is that, right? Or I did, I shouldn't have said that. I was able to then go into my Microsoft Word document, update it, make the changes, republish it through you know Amazon's backend, and now I've I've solved that problem, and now I'm not getting any more you know critical reviews about that mm-hmm. thing because it's fixed. And mm-hmm. I've done that over the years. And then same thing when I started putting on live events, I was able to put a an ad in my book for my live events, right? And then I put an ad in my book to hire me as a keynote speaker, and I launched my speaking career. I couldn't have done that. Or it would have been next to impossible if I was traditionally published. Then when the Miracle Morning app came out, I was able to put an ad in the book for app, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and even just mm-hmm. add it to the text. So so having that flexibility, I mean, I don't think there's any new author unless you are super famous and you have millions of followers and a publisher is going to pay you millions of dollars to write a book. Unless that's you, which is that's you know one one thousandth of a percentage of people, um, self publishing is the way to go. Not only financially, but to own your the rights to your content and to be able to um, change it, improve it as you go along. That's cool. Yeah, I completely agree with that. What? Um, so I, I'm assuming, but I don't know for sure. So that's why I'm asking. Uh, you are keeping kind of like the series of the Miracle Morning. You're, you're keeping that self published. And that's outside of this deal. And yes, yeah, the deal was just singular book. The deal was just for the Miracle Morning, and then the series is is separate. And that could change it. And you know that I mean, my publisher could go, "Hey, we want to actually try bringing on the Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs book, and 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 Mm. putting some energy behind that." Right? Um, I think it'll depend on how well the Miracle Morning does in stores and and that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, right now they're two. It's two totally separate deals. So there's the Miracle Morning book. Uh, is the only one that's part of the deal. And then the series is completely separate. So it's still self-published. So I'm still now, I'm a hybrid author. I'm a traditionally published mm-hmm. author and I've still got a dozen you know, or so self-published books in the Miracle Morning series. Man with many talents and many <laughs> books. <laughs> uh, and then one last, just sorry to get so in the weeds, but I think this might be helpful for people to understand the, the picture, the publishing picture, if you will. 
uh, the miracle equation, uh, mm. that was, that was the first one that you did traditionally published, yes. right? You had a ton of success with the miracle morning and then some of the series. And then that was one where you said, Hey, I am going to go the more traditional model. I'm going to take an upfront advance. We're yep. going to make a run at this. And that's traditionally published, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and the way that happened is one of the publishers that we turned down penguin random house, great, great publisher, but turned, you know, just the, the deal didn't make sense for the miracle morning. And, uh, it was, it was really a miracle, man. It was like, I had just come off my chemotherapy treatment. It was 2017, I think. And I was like, I was like trying to, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm going to get back to work, you know? And, um, and, uh, and so I was setting my goals for the year and I go, one of my goals is I'm like, I want to traditionally publish a book. You know, I want to just try it. I want to see how I like it. I want to give it a mm -hmm. shot. And like a week later, my agent reaches out and she's like, Hal, I don't know if you ever open to traditionally publishing a book, but Penguin Random House really wants to do a book with you since, you, you know, they're not doing Miracle Morning. And do you have anything on in your in mind? I'm like, oh my God, this is a miracle. I was like praying about this last week. Like I, I have this, I, this, this concept called the miracle equation. It's how I've achieved every goal I've ever set. I would love to do a book about it. And, you know, yeah. And then that, the rest is history in terms of we, uh, we decided to traditionally publish that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of back to the Miracle Morning updated and expanded mm -hmm. edition. Uh, was uh, what was the impetus to like do a fully updated and expanded edition? Was yeah. that like did Ben Bella require that? I, I know it sounds dumb, but like you obviously could really just republish the book, but with totally. a publisher. So what was the thought process there? Yeah, it, very important question. And I will tell you, I you know I, I ordered um, other books that had been revised editions or anniversary editions to see. I just actually, I just, I shouldn't say I ordered them. I got all the free Kindle previews because I wanted to read like their intros and like Brene Brown, I forgot which one of her books it was, but one of her most popular books, you know, in the intro, she's like, Hey, this is the 10 year anniversary edition or 20 year anniversary. She said, um, I asked my audience what, what they wanted to see different. And they said, nothing, it's perfect. So I changed nothing. I'm like, <laughs> well, then why would your audience <laughs> buy it? Right. So that was, that was my biggest thing is I'm like, I want to create this book so that it exceeds the expectations of my current audience and readers. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just makes sense. The, the book's been out for 10 years, 11 years. So it's like, if you've read the original miracle morning and there's a new edition coming out, but you find out, Oh, it's literally the exact same. A, you're not going to buy it. B to me, I'm not serving that most loyal segment of my audience, right? It's like, if I'm going to come out with a new Miracle Morning, it should serve, it should have everything I've learned in the last 15 years. When I, when I wrote the original Miracle Morning, I was actually new to the Miracle Morning. I was new to meditation and affirmations and visualization and exercise and reading. Well, now I've been doing those things for 15 years. So what I've learned, not only myself from my own evolution, but also from just interacting with, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of Miracle Morning practitioners. So the new book, there's 70 pages of new content. 25 pages alone is in the savers section. And in case I'll go over this in 60 seconds, if you don't know what the Miracle Morning is in the savers, the Miracle Morning, the engine that drives it is this acronym called savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. It's silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is a fancy word for writing or journaling. And it's those six practices that you do every morning, anywhere from six minutes to 60 minutes. So just that section alone has 25 new pages where I'm teaching new meditation techniques and new visualization techniques and doing a deep dive into helping people write their own affirmations, holding their hand. And again, it's me 
listening to the questions that the Miracle Morning community has been asking for the last decade mm, going, cool. I, I, you know, I read your book, but I'm still unsure of this part. I'm still stuck mm -hmm. here. I'm still struggling here. So I, I wanted to answer all of that for new readers and existing readers. Mm, that's great. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. I want to ask you more about the writing process. Um, and, and so my biggest takeaway so far from what you've shared is listen to your audience and the feedback on the first version and use totally. that to inform the additions, the edits, the the improvements to the second version. And I, what I also heard is uh, that you were even doing that before this edition, right? Because you self-publish, yeah. you could say, oh, I got a review on this. Let me fix yeah. that or improve that and that sort of thing. So I think those are two good lessons. If we just zoom out a little bit, what what was the what did the actual process look like of writing writing the updated and expanded edition like yeah was it and was it harder or easier than the first version because i feel like sometimes it's harder when you have a chunk totally. of words that you start from and you're editing versus writing from scratch so can you walk us through the process was it harder or easier all that good stuff yeah so what i did i actually had uh, over the years because uh, I've actually been technically kind of working on this throughout the years. Like I've had an updated draft that I just will play with and I've had multiple editors. So I sent it to this, the, the, the woman, uh, Emily Klein that helped me write the um, miracle equation. I love how she writes. And so I sent her the manuscript. I'm like, Hey, will you go through this night? You know, I paid her, you know, money to edit. And I just said, this was like two years ago. And I said, I want you to just go through and, just rewrite anything that you think could be better or make any note, like just any notes, any rewrites, any, just anything that you think that if you were making this book better, I want your, your eyes on it. Right. So she did it. Um, and then I think I had another editor do that too. I can't remember, uh, when I did that, but I think I had a second editor do that. It would just get another perspective. What do you think? And then on this, when I got down to it, um, I, uh, the, the, my editor through my publisher, um, we really went back and forth. So I would go, I would go through the word doc and I would just rewrite it. I'd be like, this part sounds stupid. This is cheesy. This is insensitive. This is whatever. And I just rewrote it the way I would say it now, you know, having hopefully evolved over the last decade or so. Um, and then here's what was interesting. I, my editor was amazing. The fact that he took this much time to do this, I would send it back to him and he would actually, he had on his screen, here's a little tip for anybody that with, whether it's instruction for an editor or you do it yourself, on his screen, he would bring up the original edition and my new edition. And he would go page by page and see what I changed. And then he would, and there were, he would come back and he'd go, Hal, love this, love this. It was better in the original. Love this, love this. It was better in the original. So to have him like that, thoughtfully wow, going cool. through it and being mm -hmm. like, you know, and there were some parts where I'm like, 
oh, dude, it's better now. So, you know, we had a little contention. Um, but yeah, but so that was it. And it was really challenging, man. It's, it was the rewrite was it was not easy. And I would not know if it was harder, but it was it was up there. And then what I did, I added two brand new chapters. And this was fun because the rewrite is it's frustrating. And, you know, and you don't get to have that that blank page to just create from. Right. So so it is a different process. It's almost more of an editing versus a writing. Right. So I added two brand new chapters. This was part of the idea of how do I make this new book fresh, not just rewriting the original content and adding to it, but what I need to put brand new, fresh content. So there are two brand new chapters at the end of the book. Chapter 11, The Miracle Evening, which is your strategy for blissful bedtime and better sleep. It's a 22-page chapter, I think. It's a behemoth of a chapter, right? It's like a mini book. And then the last chapter, chapter 12, is The Miracle Life, which is your path to inner freedom. And that's actually the next book I want to write that I've been working on for probably three years, ever since the pandemic started, which is like, how do you how do you choose to be the happiest and the most grateful you've ever been in the midst of difficult circumstances, right? How do you choose how you feel as opposed to letting outside forces dictate how you feel? And so- I like to me that's some of my most important content I'll ever share with mm-hmm. the world. And so I thought, man, I don't want to wait a year or two to for people to hear that and learn read that. Yeah. So so I got to put it, you know, like 24 page chapter in the new edition of the Miracle Morning, all about that content. So yeah, so there's cool. not only is the original Miracle Morning beefed up and, and updated and expanded, there's actually two, you know, 40 pages of brand new concepts that were never even in the original book. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you spoke to this a little bit, but I'll ask it anyway, just in case you have anything anything else you want to add. I think one of the hardest parts of doing an updated and expanded edition is making sure you don't screw up the book. Yeah, like, I've read totally multiple do. books. I won't name them, but where I read the update, I love the original version, mm-hmm. and I read the newest one. I'm like, this is five hours longer yeah. uh, and way worse. Like, I yeah. wish I would have just had the original. Uh, and, and so I'll even recommend sometimes with that book, I'm like, Hey, recommend it to my team or somebody, but get, make sure you get the original original. version. And so how do you, how did you make sure that you didn't do that with this book? Yeah. Uh, dude, so that I'm glad you brought that up because I I forgot about that. That was one of my (laughs) biggest fears is like the original book has done so well. I don't, I know I could be better, but what if I do too much? What if I change too much? Right. And so there's a couple of things. One is, I think that was part, I, I expressed that fear to my editor. And that was the reason I believe that he he took it upon himself to go, all right, I'm going to put up both next to each other. And I'm going to, so he kept a lot of the original. Like I completely changed my accident story in the new one. And I'm like, I'm going to tell them parts that they, uh, they don't know about this. And like, I beefed it up. And he was like, dude, it was exactly what you said. He's like, it's really bloated, man. They don't need to know about you and your girlfriend having this conversation while you're putting your tie on. Like they don't care. <laughs> like, but, that's a, it's, but it's an entertaining story. They're like, yeah, but you don't need it. Mm. So that was part of it. And then I'll tell you, so that was while we were going through it. But then as soon as I had my, the final was due from me. All right. It's due. Hal, it's gotta be, I gotta have it today. It's due to me today. When I sent the final new edition off that night, I'm laying in bed. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm tossing and turning and I just have this flash of panic and I go, oh my God, I made the new book too long. Like that, what if, what if that was a huge part of the essence of the original is you could read Mm -hmm. it so fast 
that you could actually implement it. But if it's too long, they're not going to get to the end and then they can't implement it. And then now they're not going to recommend it to their friends because they didn't, they didn't finish it and they're not doing it. I'm like, ah. so like I sent an email to my editor. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I think it's too long. What do we do? You know? And, and he got, he emailed back and he's like, how, I mean, I've read the whole thing. I think it's great. Let, let me look at it through that lens. Right. I'm a new reader. I don't, you know, and, um, he came back and we were up to 85,000 words, I think. Wow. And I could be wrong. It was 75,000 or 65, uh-huh. whatever it was. It was a lot of words. Here's the point. He came back and he's like, Hal, after reading it, I think we should cut 10 to 15,000 words. You're right. That was the hardest part of the entire process. Probably I is bet. going, what do I cut? And so here's what we did. Thank God for my editor. He goes, Hal, you're too close to it. Let me go through and cut what I think we can cut. Mm. You come back, you read it without reading my cuts. And then as you're going through it, if you notice anything where you're like, wait, this feels off or it feels like it's missing something or oh. goes, then you go look at the addition, the, 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 the doc with the cuts. And, and if you, so, so that's how we did it. So we cut 10 to 15,000 words after I thought we were done. And that took like another, you know, three weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And so we ended up with a finished product. And I mean, I, I feel pretty dang good about uh, like after how meticulous we were through mm-hmm. all of those different iterations, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, if it's not the best book it could be by now, I don't, I don't know what else we could do. And the last thing I'll say is this, um, the major, think of it this way. The majority of the new words are the 40 pages at the end of the book. Mm. So recognizing that I, we added a page in like, like a a little page in between the end of what was the miracle morning and these two new chapters. And it like says something like, take a deep breath. You you've now completed the miracle morning. Like you're ready to start your miracle morning tomorrow. Read these next two chapters during the reading portion of your miracle morning. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that right? integration. So it's like it kind of handled that where it's like, mm-hmm. no, dude, you're done before those 40 pages even start. Like mm-hmm. you're ready for your miracle morning. And now you've got your first reading material to just, so yeah. So, so yeah, I think that we struck a really nice balance between all of the, the concerns and, you know, and everything That's else. That's great. I like that a lot. Um, well, I got a couple more questions. I want to talk about the launch of pre-order. Um, first, I want to be mindful of time. I know we're coming up on. I got to the top time. of the hour. Okay, great. Uh, so, oh, or like five till. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I want to talk marketing and pre-launch. So right before the interview, we were kind of talking about this. So I'll just do some cliff notes and, and uh, maybe save us some time here and also give the context for people. So, uh, you, you said that you took down the original version, mm-hmm. the, the current version or the newest version is, is at the time of recording this in pre-order. You yep. were able to get the reviews to transfer through Amazon, which is a huge win. And you said it would probably be a deal breaker. Um, yeah. yeah, there's 32,000 reviews. So to lose yeah. those would potentially be a deal breaker. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, either a deal breaker or you'd have to keep the old listing and keep selling the old version of the yeah. book and then also have the new version. And then you got two versions live and that sort of thing, which might've been a deal breaker for your publisher and the deal yeah. that they struck with you. So that, that's, we're kind of laying the the framework for that's, that's what's happened in logistically the relaunch and updating and, and, and revise and all that stuff. You said the only place that it didn't transfer reviews was on audible audible sucks. Yes. You have to restart from scratch there, but that, that, you know, that I'm sure you'll be able to do that. And that'll, that'll uh, be the new version. So I guess 
first off, let's just start with this, with the, with the website that people can go to so that people can learn from how you're doing it. So what's yeah. the site where people can go to pre-order the book and see how you're doing the pre-order bonuses and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, we're doing a really extensive pre-order bonus campaign. And so if you go to thenewmiraclemorning.com, that will take you to the pre-order page. So not Amazon, but to my page. So thenewmiraclemorning.com. And for anybody that orders one copy of the book, they get, you know, it's right. I mean, we set the value, but, and I always underprice. I don't like, you know, like authors or internet marketers that are like, this is a combined value of blah, blah, blah. You know, you're like, come on, dude, you're just making that up. $7 billion. <laughs> so I always go under, you know, I'm like, yeah. I, my, my team's like, how, dude, your time's worth more than that. The fact that you're doing that, you know, anyway. But so if you buy one copy of the book, you get three bonuses. First, you get a 40 page sneak peek of the new edition. Um, and, and by the way, for anybody listening and for you Chandler, if you don't, do you know about flippingbook.com? Mm -mm. It's awesome. So for a, it's for a launch team, no one can download it. You can set the settings so no one can share the PDF, right? It could, I've had that happen with Miracle Morning where the PDF mm. got leaked online, mm -hmm. but it's, and it's a 3d interactive where you flip the pages. It's a 3d book. You hear the sound going, whoosh, whoosh. it's really nice. So it's a 40 page. Sneak peek of the book, really well done, including the two new chapters. There's sneak peeks of um, The Miracle Evening, The Miracle Life. Then you get a 60-minute master class that I recorded just for the bonuses. And it's new information based on the new book. So again, the idea, I call it the immediate implementation kit. Because if you're pre-ordering, you're like, I want instant gratification. Great. Read the first 40 pages. Read the two, some of the new two new chapters. Get a 60-minute master class. And you'll get two guided meditation tracks based on the Miracle Evening and the Miracle Life. Two tracks for in the Miracle Morning app, totally free, that are only available for the bonuses. And then if you order five copies, you get five tickets to the Miracle Year live virtual event that I'm hosting on December 14th. So the beauty of it is you're buying, you're gifting five copies of the book to your friends and family and employees and colleagues, but you're also gifting them a $247 live online event that will set them up to have their best year ever in 2024. And that scales for no matter how many tickets somebody buys, how many books. So I have companies that have bought 500 books, 850 books, and they're getting 850 tickets for their employees to attend this live event for free. This other gal bought 500 copies of the book. She's gifting it to her 500 best clients and being like, not only to get the sneak peek and the, you know, the masterclass and the book, you get it. You get to come to this live event for your best year ever. And then beyond that, there's some other you know bonuses with my keynote for for really high amounts. But if you go to thenewmiraclemorning.com, and what it'll do is it'll lead you. Okay, go buy your book on Amazon, copy and paste your order number, and come back to the site, and then enter it, and then that puts you into the sequence to get all your bonuses. Cool, love that. Thanks for breaking down the the pre order bonus campaign bundles, all that stuff, guys. We're buying a few hundred copies um, ourselves, so. You should too. And maybe it's not a few hundred copies, but uh, <laughs> at, at least, least one. Yet one. <laughs> uh, so the new more, the new miracle morning book.com. Uh, before we close out here, how, what are, um, what are the top two or three things that you're focused on as part of the pre-launch? I know we were talking before and you got a lot going on and there's a bunch of stuff that you're doing, but what do you see as like maybe the top two or three needle movers that will actually sell books? Um, so for me, what's always sold the most books is doing podcast interviews, you know, so I've been lining up a lot of podcast interviews um, and, and I've, I've been doing them for the last you know couple of months. And then I asked them when I asked to be on their podcast, if they can time the release uh, to be uh, 
during the launch week, right? So this one will be a little early because there's, and there's been a couple where I thought the pre-order made sense to really promote, but for most, because a lot of your audience, they're already Miracle Morning practitioners, they're readers, they're going to want the bonuses because even just to model, right? If you pre-order the book and you, you, you get your order number in, now you can watch how I do it. You can model the email sequences and all of that. So I thought it made sense for pre-orders, but for the average podcast where their audience doesn't know Miracle Morning, they're like, I'm not buying, like, I just want to go get the book, you know? Um, so we're launching all of those during the launch week. But for anyone that doesn't know, when you do pre-order campaign on amazon.com, all of those pre-orders build up and build up and build up, and then they all go through during your launch week. So I think right now we have like 3, 000, around 3,000 pre-orders on Amazon. So that means that they, the day the book publishes, right? There's 3,000 sales on Amazon, which of course will drive your ranking, you know, way up. Got it. That's awesome. And by uh, the way, Chandler, I did just check. I believe it is, it's not the new miracle morning book.com. It's the new miracle morning.com. So I just want to clarify. Got it. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, the, the, you said the new miracle morning. The new miracle morning.com. And by the way, for anybody listening, we were trying to figure out what domain name to use. And I've always used miraclemorningbook.com on podcasts and that redirects to Amazon. And my team was like, let's just redirect that to the page. I'm like, but it doesn't feel right. And so think about URLs that you buy. Ooh, this is the, it just, it, the, the URL tells you, this is the new miraclemorning.com. So if you, mm. even if you are a Miracle Morning practitioner, you don't even know what's going on. You're like, wait, there's, what's the new, I gotta, I gotta see what the new Miracle Morning is. I don't even know what that is, right? So yeah. keeping that in mind when you buy a domain. Cool. The new miracle morning.com. Uh, last question for you, Hal. Um, and so we've got a, a, a fun new segment. We're taking questions from listeners. Nice. Uh, so we've got a question from Tyler. Uh, it says how you've, you've inspired millions of people around the world with your book, the miracle morning, uh, as an aspiring author myself, I'd love to know what advice would you give to others wanting to write a book that makes a real impact on people's lives? Mm. And were there any key learnings from your writing and publishing process that helped the miracle morning resonate with so many readers? Yeah. This is Tyler that asked this. Yes. I'm so glad he asked this and Chandler, you will, you, if you don't know the answer that I'm going to say, you've heard it before. Because this is what I teach when I talk about Beyond the Bestseller, like how to write a book that creates a movement, earns you a fortune, and changes the world. That's the Beyond the Bestseller uh, methodology. And here's the key, is your book needs to change people's behavior in a meaningful way. Many books, if not most books, change people's thinking. It's a bunch of ideas. And when you read it, you know, you have your mind is blown. You're like, wow, that's a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant, oh my gosh. And, and, and you're probably so excited about these ideas that you're telling people, you got to read this book. It's amazing. And, you know, I, I've never thought about my marriage this way or my finances this way, right? But if that book doesn't give you specific instructions and guidance and maybe even accountability on changing your behavior in a meaningful way, then as soon as you're done reading that book, you're on to the next book that changes your thinking. And you're not talking about that first book anymore because now you're talking about the new book that gives you cool idea after cool idea, new paradigm shift. And then when you're done reading that book, you're not talking about it anymore either. You're talking about the next book you're reading. But if that first book you read changed your daily behavior, now it doesn't have to be daily, but ideally daily, the more often, the more frequent, the better. If it changes your behavior in a meaningful way, now you're talking about that book indefinitely as long as you're doing the thing that it taught you. And so I'll tell you an example is I have a lot of people tell me, and I'm one of them, um, that, you know, I leave dinner parties early. 
I leave conference, I leave everything early because I value the Miracle Morning so much. And there's so many people in, my, in the Miracle Morning community that have said, you know, people always ask me like, dude, it's only eight o'clock. Why are you leaving? And they're like, oh, I got to go get in bed for my Miracle Morning tomorrow. They're like, what's the Miracle Morning? And they're like, oh, it's this book I read last year. And I do this daily ritual, right? Think about how simple but mm. profound that is. And you can apply that to any area of life. If you're writing a marriage book, get the couple to do a daily ritual, right? Like, you know, like if you like, for example, a daily devotional, right? Like a Bible where they break down the verses over 365 days, right? Well, if that's something that the couple's reading together every single day mm-hmm. and it's adding value to their life, they're going to tell their friends and family about it. And it's going to, you know, sell more books. That's great. I love that. Um, well, guys, if you want to submit a question for a future podcast guest, just leave a comment on our YouTube channel with your question or in a review on the podcast. Um, I've learned so much from how over the years it's been honestly just kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, just how inspiring this guy is, how he's given me a chance when nobody gave me a chance. He's supported us when nobody supported us. He's sent us a ton of customers. He's been a great friend, a great mentor, someone that I learned from, that I'm inspired from. And so it's just so fun having him back on the podcast. How to close things out. We've, I know we've already mentioned the link, but where's the best place for people to go to pre-order the book, um, grab a copy of the book, find out more about you, what you're up to, all that good stuff. Yeah, thenewmiraclemorning.com is the pre-order page, but I would encourage you to go to miraclemorning.com at some point. You can watch the Miracle Morning movie for free where superstar Chandler Bolt makes a a five-second appearance, steals the show. Um, You can get the Miracle Morning app, you know, which has over 2,000 five-star reviews now in the app store. I mean, it's people are loving the Miracle Morning app. Um, You can join the Miracle Morning community, which is 350,000 people in a Facebook group that wake up and support each other the other day each other every day and all the books in the series everything mm. is at miraclemorning.com that's the great hub and in fact if you go to miraclemorning.com and you scroll down it will you can see the new book and you can redirect even from there to the new miraclemorning.com so and Chandler by the way you say you've learned so much from me over the years dude in so many ways the student has become the teacher man because you inspire me every day um the way you impact so many lives and what you've done in business and everything man you're an inspiration to me man so it's, it's definitely mutual I appreciate that. Well, guys, uh, check out the book, grab a new copy of the book. And I mean, I didn't even know that the, the, the app had over 2000 reviews on the app store. That's pretty cool too. So, um, check it out. Hal, love you, brother. Thanks for coming love back. Love you too, man. Thanks Chandler. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. 
All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.